to the Magic Fandom Podcast. I am Alyssa. And I am Frank K. <laughs> hey! Oh! Hey! And you even have the backwards hat. Doesn't he have a backwards hat? Oh, he does, yeah. Look at that! Mary had a little lamb. <laughs> fleece was... Or no, he, he <laughs> says, feet was white as snow. And he goes, nah, dude, fleece. Fleece. <laughs> so good. Okay, um, if you know what that's from, you know that we are going to be talking about Sister Act. And... Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. Two Sister, Two Act. <laughs> which is where... We made that joke already, didn't which, we? Yeah, last week we did. It's still funny. Uh, it is still funny. Um, which is where Frank K. is from. Um, and I am so excited to be talking about these two movies. They are so good. I have loved them for a very, very, very long time. But even re-watching them, I was like, these movies are still good. They're just great movies. Um, yes, I agree. They're just... Wholesome, yeah, good movies. Yeah, I watched this with my grandparents, I think, for the first time. Were you with your family when you watched it? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so good. Um, let's jump into the cast because there's a ton of people in this movie, ton of people, but a lot of people, all the pretty much all the people that are in the first one are also in the second one, right? With some cool additions, with some cool additions. Um, first of all, let's say that the first movie is 1992. And the second movie is the next year, 93. Okay, I was wondering how many years was between movies. Um, um, so, yeah. okay. Because I knew the A first year. one was 92. They basically filmed these things back to back, I guess. Or maybe... I guess nobody looks that different. If no. I'm If I'm, like, thinking back. No. Um, okay, so, in the role of Dolores Van Cartier, a.k.a. Sister Mary Clarence, because she is referred to that for... The majority of this movie. And most of the second most one. Most of the second one. Um, played by Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. And I love her in this role. I love her in most roles, if we're being real. But, like, I love her in this. She did such a great job. She, uh, I agree. She, um, she plays this role well. And if I could pepper in some fun facts that I pulled, Bette Midler almost played Sister Mary Clarence. Um... I, don't I think, think it she could have done the singing part, but I don't think she would have had the sass. And the heart. Do you know what I mean? Like, this movie is, is obviously hilarious, and it's very, very entertaining from a musical standpoint, for sure. But, like, the, the reason why everybody loves her is because of her heart. You know what I mean? I feel like Bette Midler, it would just be a different vibe. Yeah. It'd be a different energy. I don't know. I don't know. Um... But I have some, like, insane information about how all of that went down when we get to the fun facts. It's ridiculous how it all went down. Um, but anyway, yes, she plays Dolores, and I love her a lot. Continued. Uh, you started this. <laughs> nah. Yes, you did. Oh, wait, did I? You did. Uh, next up, we have the incomparable Dame Maggie Smith. Ah. Uh. As Mother Superior. Ah. Uh. And she is just perfect she's so this. good she's, she's perfect so in this even at the beginning when she doesn't like her exactly and she's, i mean she still plays a really really good character and then it makes the payoff so much better when she finally um what's it called what's the word there's a word for it she finally i guess accepts which is yeah. not the word i was looking for but she accepts dolores and um acknowledges the fact that she is making the convent yes. better and making the choir better and all of that stuff um, because it took her, I mean, it took her a while for her to like get on board 
Um, but then she did. Yeah. And then the second in the second movie, it was the most heartwarming reunion of all time. Oh yes, she was so excited when they hugged. Yeah. And it was so real. Like she was so excited, and I mean, it was just very very sweet. I love her. Um, Next up, we have one of your favorites. Mary, Sister Mary Patrick, played by mm. Kathy Najimy. Kathy Najimy! This is an actress that I, and I think I can say this, I have absolutely loved her in every single thing that I've seen her in. I don't know that I've seen her in everything that she's been in. I'm sure you haven't. Um, but I'm obsessed with her. Obviously, she's my gal from Hocus Pocus. That's probably the number one. She plays Mary Sanderson. Um, I feel like these, these, two, those two characters are my top two for her. Is Mary her, Sanderson and Sister Mary Patrick. Her top three credits on IMDb are Sister Act, Hocus Pocus, and Sister Act Two, and she plays <laughs> someone named Mary in every single. One. <gasps> That's so true. Uh, but she was also in um, Rat Race. Mm-hmm. She's done a lot of voice work and a bunch of different stuff recently. Yeah. Um, she's done guest spots on all kinds of things. A lot of voice work. She's a, a huge personality, and I love her so much. Love her so, so much. I think um, recently she was in... Okay, I don't think we watched this together, but um, the Dolly Parton uh, Netflix show, where like every episode is one of her songs... Okay, yeah, I don't, I'm not familiar I think familiar it's called Heartstrings. This. It's called Dolly Parton Heartstrings or something okay. like that. Um, I did not see all of it. I saw parts of it. But um, to my understanding, every single episode is a story that they have created based on a Dolly Parton song. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like it would uh, benefit us to watch it because everybody has told me that it's really good. Anyway, Kathy Najimy, I'm pretty sure, is in an episode of that. Um, but that was only from like a couple of years ago. Anyways. She's also in, and maybe this will help me get you to watch this. What? She's Peggy Hill in King of the Hill. She's Hank Hill's wife. Is that not a cartoon? It is a cartoon. She voices the, she's the voice of Peggy Hill. Oh, 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 oh. I mean, maybe. It's a good one. I don't know. I sell propane and propane accessories. (laughs) Where are they from in the show? Texas. Are they Southern? Okay, gotcha. I've literally not even seen one episode. It's, oh, it's it's a good one. It That's doesn't feel one. like my demographic. That's it's why I never the, watched it. Um, it comes from uh, Greg Daniels. He was one of the writers. Who, yeah, yeah, He yeah. also did uh, The Office. Yeah. Um, Mike Judge is the guy who created it, and he also Got it. Uh, created so Beavis she's a and regular, and She has a regular voice? Like, that character is a regular? Oh, like... In every, every episode. episode. Oh, okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. I mean, I don't know. We shall see. We'll, we'll talk about it offline. <laughs> I mean, she was in it for, like, I mean, like 250 episodes. I mean, she was That's in it That's a lot for, of episodes. Yeah, it was like 10 years, something like that. A little more than 10 years. I love Kathy Najimy so much. Okay, um, we need to talk about Mary Wicks. Martha Mary Wicks, Wicks or Mary? Um, because oh, don't yes. look at her. Yes. Don't look at her because I'm going to blow your mind. Okay. I know who she is. I know, but there's another one. There's another one? Yeah. And it's not as cool as the one that we already know. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so... She plays Sister Mary Lazarus. Yes. And arguably the best lines in the whole movie are oh, given in, to in Sister Mary movies. Lazarus. She's the, yeah. She steals both movies. Yes. She's Every amazing. Every scene she's in. She's amazing. And, like, she's so... Um, 
I don't know, she's so genuine with her acting, but she's still so, so funny. Like, it's like she's funny without trying to be funny. And that's what mm-hmm. makes her funny, you know? Like, <laughs> as silly as that sounds. I love her so much. Okay, so if I could blow the minds of the folks at home who might not know this, um, she was in White Christmas. She was. She played, um, I in the musical, her name is Martha. Is that what her name is in the movie? Um... Let's see, let's see, White Christmas, um, Emma. Emma, okay, yes. Emma she Allen was She was the place. housekeeper, she's the innkeeper, basically, um, in White Christmas, and, I mean, Dalton and I grew up with White Christmas, and uh, to make the connection that she went on to play Sister Mary Lazarus in Sister Act is just so good, and I will say, she looks relatively the same. I mean, obviously, she's... A lot older. Yes, she is older, but But she's still, it's the same face. She has the same face. It's unmistakable. It's almost the same voice even, you know, Mm -hmm. like obviously more mature, but hold on. Oh my goodness. I thought I had to sneeze and then it went away. Sorry guys. Um, anyways, so she plays Emma in White Christmas and that was such a cool connection to make because I love her in that movie and I love her in Sister Act as well. Um, and it's funny because she didn't get to sing in White Christmas <laughs> and now she gets to sing. Okay. So a fun fact about Mary Wicks, um, she played a singing gargoyle in Hunchback of Notre Dame. She was one of the gargoyles. Interesting. Isn't that crazy? Not one of the three. In There's Hunchback. three main and they were all like men. It just says she was a singing gargoyle, so I don't know what okay. part she was in. I'm pretty sure they were all guys. I can't remember I can't now. Can't say men because they're gargoyles; they're not human. Yeah, that's true. I can't remember. I can't remember now. But I just thought that was so funny. That is fun. She right? also was in uh, Punky Brewster. She played oh no Miss, way! She played Miss Dempsey. Aw. For like four years, something like that. Wow. Like I mean, most, she's had most of Punky Brewster. She's had quite a career. I, I will admit that I only know the bookends of White Christmas and Sister Act. I don't oh. know. I have not seen any well, of her were, stuff in between. Those were uh, what she's most known for. Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure. I love her so much. Um, okay, who else haven't we talked about? Oh, Mary Robert. And uh, I don't know who. Wendy McKenna. Wendy McKenna, shout out. Um, she was also in Air Bud. Okay. Um, ooh, that may be one we should do. There's like eight of those movies, and those get weird. I mean, I think... he has puppies, and then all the puppies have movies. Yeah, there's so many of them. We wouldn't have to talk about all those. But we could talk about uh, Air Bud, the original, was basketball, and then the next one was uh, football. He played football. I think I maybe have only seen the first one, and I might have only seen it like once. I don't remember it at all. But anyway, continue. What else was she in? Um, honestly, she'd been in a whole bunch of stuff. Nothing for very long. It's like okay. bit parts here. Uh, oh, she was in Law and Order um, okay. for a while, it looks like. Um, she's been on, it looks like, several things for a couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cool. That's all I'm really seeing. Um, Sister Mary Robert was always my favorite. Yeah, she definitely was... She was so cute, and, like, her arc is, like, it might be my favorite character arc mm-hmm. ever of all time, just because... Very shy to... Yes. 
and then Check super out my confident. Voice. Yeah, the the biggest voice of all time, which I'm very very sorry to pop everybody's balloon, but that's not it. her. It's not her, and it makes me sad because I wanted it to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, but still, I mean, she's very Whose very voice convincing. Is it? Um, it's listed, but I don't recognize the name. Okay. Um, so anyway, but she's still very very convincing in it, and I love her character, and she's just so kind hearted and. I don't know. She's she's got a really really good uh, story, I, I will say. Um, and then any other characters that we need to shout out? Oh, Harvey Keitel. Obviously. Harvey Keitel is the main bad guy in this. Um, Vince LaRocca. Mm-hmm. Um, Dolores' he, ex. He's another very uh, prolific actor. He was in Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction. Um, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, hey. Uh, maybe potential foreshadowing. Yeah, might be. Might um, be. Yeah, he, apparently he's been in a lot of Wes Anderson stuff. Um, no way. That's yeah. funny. Uh, yeah, he's in The Ridiculous Six with Adam Sandler. He's been in way more, um, <laughs> prestigious roles. Yes, yes, for <laughs> but sure. But to be fair, Ridiculous Six is pretty funny. I liked it. I, I thought it was one of those. It. Thought it was one of those little, uh, um, like you can just shut your brain off and watch it. Yes, it's just mindless, stupid, silly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love stuff like that. You know, um, I do. Yeah, Harvey Keitel, and let's see. There's a, a few other recognizable faces that you might see in there. Yeah. Uh, one of the choir nuns was Pat Crawford Brown, who was. Uh, he, She's probably one of the more recognizable ones to me. She was in The Rocketeer. Um, she was in Romy Michelle's High School Reunion. Wait, who? Which one was she? I mean, which nun? Uh, she's just in the choir. Oh. I, I couldn't tell you which one or what. I mean, I know she had a... a What's a, her name? Pat Crawford Brown. Pat Crawford. Um, yeah, I, I just know that I've seen her in a bunch of things. Gotcha. Okay. Um... Do you, rec- you recognize her? Um, I am looking. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, so yeah, that's about it for the the main cast. Um, basically, this movie, uh, Whoopi Goldberg's character is a lounge singer in Reno, and is dating a married guy that owns the casino she works in, and he's a mobster guy and. She witnesses a, uh, a hit that he was involved with and then go, has to go into hiding. Wit- witness protection, essentially. Yeah, basically. Um, at a convent. Yeah. Because they were like, it's the last place he's going to look for you. Um, it's the safest place you can be. Yeah. Um, it is. Um, it alludes to the fact that Dolores is kind of down on her luck. In general, like, well, she she is stuck at a Reno at a like a shady a bar, crappy casino in Reno, which is it's not it's a not, cheaper Vegas. Well, maybe not a cheaper Vegas, but it's it's a considered a trashier. Yeah, and I mean, especially which is saying a lot, especially in the eyes of a performer, it's not a place in which a quote serious singer headliner as she refers to herself as uh wants to be so she's she's in a job that she uh does not feel is fulfilling she is dating a married guy 
She is X, Y, Z. There's all of these different things. And so to put her in the environment of a convent uh, is just really good storytelling. And it's really great <laughs> entertainment, you know? It is. Um, it's quite, it's like one extreme to the other. Sure, basically. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like we like we talked about before, Maggie Smith's character, Mother Superior, um, kind of plays, like they're at odds with each other for like, I don't know, half the movie. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, Dolores' lifestyle is counter to yes. <laughs> what Mother Superior's lifestyle Correct. and philosophy is. Yes. So. And she comes in, I will say, Dolores comes in a little bit disrespectful, but it's because she's ignorant to this life. Yes. And so she doesn't understand it. And so she comes at it from a point of like, I can't do this. Like, you guys do this, 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 and this, and you guys can't do all the stuff that I'm doing. And, you know, and um, all of this stuff. And so she kind of, they kind of look down on each other, which is interesting. You know what I mean? They look down on each other because of their lifestyles. And then they end up becoming really good friends and appreciating each other for who they are, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. Um, and then, you know, she what, she... what eventually happens is she takes over as the choir director. Because their choir is not good. The church that they're at is falling apart. Right. The congregation is uh, next to nothing, and it's just not looking good for the church. And It's, then... a, it's not a great neighborhood, yeah, and it's... there's no money, yeah. and, you know, Peep all of shows these things. And prostitutes everywhere bars bars and yeah it's just not a a good area yeah but in comes the unexpected help of sister mary clarence Mm -hmm. aka Whoopi goldberg's character yep um and you know turns it all around yeah you know yeah and i mean because she's like I know that life. I'm, yeah. I'm familiar with this with neighborhood. Those people. Yeah. yeah. And so I know how to get through to them and, you know, let's all work together kind of a thing. And I feel like she kind of surprises herself mm-hmm. doing that, you know? Well, and they, they make a point in showing at the beginning with the flashback of her as a kid yes. in Catholic school and her just like not getting along with the sisters and right. um, that kind of thing. So she already is a little... Um, wary of off center when it comes to her favorite her thoughts and favorabilities towards the religion nuns and, yeah, yeah 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 religion in general yeah totally um but she does make friends with um everybody but uh the main three are yeah would be um sister mary patrick sister mary lazarus and sister mary robert um and they all have very, very different... They're all three different walks of life, even though they're nuns. They are they all have completely different personalities. Mary Patrick is very outgoing, outspoken, super friendly. Never, and like, never uh, frowns. <laughs> yes, is always smiling, is always in a great mood and wants everybody else to be in a good mood. Mary Robert is um, the novice of the convent. Yeah, she's she's the not young, a nun yet. One, yeah. um, she's, I guess she is working towards becoming a nun. And uh, yeah, so... I'm not sure how that works. I was looking into it yeah. and what I was getting into was all super confusing because there's <laughs> way more symbolism and like different kinds of uh, habits. Yeah. And nun uniforms, etc. Yeah, and they all and, mean something. And they all mean different mm-hmm. things. And there's like so many different orders of nuns yeah. that all are. Di- and I was, I was just like, okay. 
all the things. I thought it would be so much easier to find information about these particular <laughs> ones. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, what what I found was that her character in particular, um, I think they are called novices. So she's a novice right now, which means she's in a different habit and a different outfit than the rest of the she nuns She still are. has, she hasn't made her official vows yet. Correct. And so once she makes her vows, her, I think they call, they're called final vows, or make, make some sort of vows. Up, she still can back out at this point. I guess. Is, is basically guess. what it's getting at. It's yeah, like, I guess. Oh, you haven't. You're committed, and we see that you're committed, but you got a little bit of period of time to accustom yourself to yeah. living this way Yeah. before you decide that <laughs> this is what you're going to do forever. Yeah, I guess I guess that's true. Um, but anyway, she will eventually become a nun. When she makes those vows, then she will change into the traditional nun outfit that everybody else is in. I keep calling them outfits. That's not what they're called. Nun uniform, I guess. Uh, yeah. Clothing? This has been <laughs> Alyssa's costume corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. That was amazing. Um, okay, so moving right along, this is this completely blew my mind. I did not. I had no idea of this. Okay, there's a man by the name of Mark Shaman. Do you know? Does that mean anything to you? Uh, it's okay no. if not. Mark Shaman. Um, was, did the music for a ton of stuff, a ton of stuff. Um, I know him because he did the music for Hairspray. Mm, Um, he also did the music for Smash, that, that short-lived musically themed NBC show that I was obsessed with. That like a lot of theater people were obsessed with, but then it got canceled. Supposed to never once heard of it. It's totally fine. Um, yeah, he did Hairspray. He did uh, Mary Poppins Returns. He did all of these different. He did like South Park. South. He, oh, he did music. He for did South music Park? for South Park. He did. Um, I mean, a ton. Mark Shaman and a ton of Broadway um, shows as well. So I've known Mark Shaman for a while. No idea that he did all of the musical arrangements for Sister Act and Sister Act 2. Wow. Because obviously these songs exist. It's not like he wrote them. Did you them. learn this in your research or did you see it in the no, credits? No, I saw him in the credits. And you were like, oh my gosh, I know who I that is. I freaked out, especially because I literally, what day did we watch the first one? Friday? That day, I was talking about Hairspray um, because I had to, I like recreated that Hairspray song for the show that I'm in. Mm. Um, on social media and I made a joke. I was like, oh, so sorry to Mark Shaman because I rewrote the lyrics. Oh, okay. And I, I said that that day and then we saw the movie and arrangements by Mark Shaman. I was like, what? It's insanity. But anyway, um, he did all the musical arrangements cool. and the arrangements cool. are so good. They are. Um, <laughs> they are I, so I was, good. I was talking at work about, um, we, we had just watched these movies this weekend and, both my dad and uh, one of the other guys that work with us, Pat, mm-hmm. um, both of them are like, oh, yeah, those are great movies. So good. And my dad was like, oh, I remember, you know, seeing that when it came out and like the mashups and just yes. the mix of the songs. He was like, yes. that was the first time a lot of people had like heard mashups yes. like that before. Or not even mashups for sure, but also like songs in a different style. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, like one's a song that was traditionally sung one way in a different style. Yeah. yeah. And it was so good. It was so, so good. I mean, there are a lot of... Obviously, in the story, um, 
Dolores pulls from her Reno act Mm -hmm. and has the nuns do a couple of the songs that they sang, you Mm -hmm. know? And so those are songs like from the fifties and sixties that have now been reimagined, um, which I thought was really cool. And then I also love, especially they did it a little bit in an early number, but um, at the end of the first movie where they sing, I will follow him, Mm -hmm. which we'll get to. um, But they kind of like did the opposite where they took a pop contemporary song, but in the beginning they sang it they like sang a gospel it, yeah, choir, you know, yeah. um, which was really, really cool. And then obviously they go into the like pop vibes, but I just love that. I mean, the musical arrangements were really cool. So I just wanted to shout out Mark Shaman. Um, okay. Forgot about this cast member. Cause he probably was not even credited. Um, but for all your, all you uh, Supernatural fans out there, Bobby from Supernatural makes an appearance in Sister Act 1. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You said, oh, do you recognize him? Uh-huh. And I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're not like a super duper Supernatural fan. I've seen the only episode I remember seeing yeah. and what it was is the Scooby-Doo cartoon Scooby-Doo, one. Yeah. Um, Bobby plays a very, very big role in the Supernatural series. And so, um, Bobby plays a cop in this. He, he's, his real name is Jim Beaver, um, which is pretty funny. Um, but. Why is it pretty funny? I don't know. Cause Jim Beaver sounds like a cartoon beaver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, I just thought he, I mean, he also looks so young in it too. And he's maybe only in one scene, but I clocked him immediately. I was like, well, that's Bobby. And he's playing a cop in 1992. Um, let me look at my near. I have a couple of fun facts. Um, oh, I will say, I feel like I always say this in movies like this, like from our childhood or like mm-hmm. from years ago or whatever. The whole like, like witnessing a murder and like mob is done a lot thing. No, no, no. Is something in this movie that I did not even pay attention to oh. as a child. No, see, I felt like the opposite. I felt like all the movies that I saw had something like that happening in them. Really? Like, to the point, it was. it's almost like quicksand and piranhas. Like, I thought that, that was going to be a much bigger thing that I would deal the combination? with. combination? Well, no. Like, <laughs> But when you're watching stuff as a kid, you, everything's yeah. got quicksand in it. And yeah, yeah, like, yeah. when you think about it, you're like, oh my gosh, I'll, I'll never go to the woods. There's quicksand in the woods. And it's like, oh, you never, ever run across that, ever. And piranhas. Yeah. Like, yeah. Before you realize that they're only in the Amazon, pretty much. That's so funny. I, I thought that that, I was like, oh, there are mobsters everywhere. And what happens if I'm just like at McDonald's and, and a mobster kills somebody and now they want me dead? I just thought it was going to be a much bigger problem than it actually turned out to be. <laughs> That's so funny. Also, Quicksand and Piranhas is the name of my new album that I'm that, releasing. Ooh, that's, that's a good one. Thank you. Um, that is so funny. No, I was saying that I like didn't even pay attention to that part of the plot as a child. Mm, I was too engrossed. Yeah, completely over my head. I was too into the whole like singing thing. I was not even, I didn't even like pay attention to why she was in the convent. Like it just completely went over my head. Um, okay. I have a question for you because I told you my favorite nun was Sister Mary Robert. 
Do you have a favorite? Uh, it's Sister Mary Lazarus. Lazarus? Yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. She's the best. She's amazing. I mean, I, like, we could sit here and just, like, laugh at all of the, literally every single one of her lines is amazing. Like, she says something about, like, at the end, oh, oh, when Dolores gets kidnapped by the two henchmen and they have to go save her. Mm. She goes, well, we can't just leave it up to the feds. <laughs> and I was like, a nun referring to them as feds is just really funny. And then, like, she's got, she's just got so many good parts. And I do have a fun fact about her when we get to the fun facts. Um, do you have a favorite part? Of the first one? Yeah. Um, I didn't watch this one as much growing up. I, like, I remember seeing it a few times. Um, but this wasn't the one that I watched a lot. Okay. Sister Act 2 is the one that I watched a lot. Which is so funny to me. But it is amazing. It's a wonderful movie. It's one of, and I, I know you will contest this, um, but to me, it's one of the few instances in where, in which <laughs> the sequel is better than the original. Mm. Better. Okay. Better. Okay. I think two is better than one. Okay. And I know that's a point of contention because, like you said, you grew up watching this the first one obsessively. Well, I was I watched both of them pretty regularly, but I watched the first one way more than I watched yeah, the second I, one. I, and I watched the second one way more than the first one. But I don't... Um, I completely understand where you're coming from because the second one is just really good. However, um, it's the, the part of it that is surprising is that a lot of the times you don't like sequels that's what i'm saying this is one of the few instances that i can think of in which the the sequel is better yeah totally um okay so but do you have a favorite part of the first one i will say favorite part or favorite uh performance like because they performed a couple of times i mean every every time they perform in any of them yeah is good it's so good there's something about like a, a a choir having fun like because yes and we're just gonna move right on into the second one that's Um, fine and we can come i mean i have fast facts real quick yeah i have fun facts we Um, can talk about both simultaneously um but like in the second one um we see the classical style of choir singing Mm -hmm. like church choir singing with the fancy robes and the exactly as it's written and it's and it sounds beautiful sure you're talking about the competition the competition yeah but just that in general and i don't know and i'm not saying that they weren't having fun right but they're seeing it precisely right it's a perfection to it right whereas all the other performances you can tell how much fun yes, the choir's having. Absolutely. And so anytime we see a scene in which that is going on, that's, those are my favorite parts. And it makes all the difference, honestly. Like like you were saying, there's there's the choir part. And even we can compare to the beginning when, I mean, God bless her, we love her, yeah. when Sister Ray Lazarus was in charge of the choir, the very first time Dolores heard the choir sing, nobody up there was having fun. Nobody was nobody. having fun. Well, except for... Yeah, except for Mary Patrick, Mary Patrick. who can't not have fun. Um, um, but again, they also with that they nobody was standing where they were supposed to. Like yes. they had nobody was really the singing the right notes. Sopranos and altos <laughs> all mixed together instead yeah. of having them in their separate. Right, right, right. 
So, but I completely, I completely agree. There's a huge difference between watching people perform and do it um, as if it is rocket science, as if there is an X, Y, and Z. And it's, you know, there's a, I don't know, there is a, what's it called? Um, formula. Th- yes, thank you. There's a formula. There's a structure to it. And then seeing a choir perform or just a group of people perform that's just having fun and, and to be also fair, very talented. It, and to be fair, it was still structured because sure. it's a movie. but Yes, but I feel like it, it had to be. Like yes. I feel like there are choirs and performance groups out there that focus so much on the structure and the formula so that they can have fun when they perform, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it's just, you got to have that balance. Um, yeah, I agree. I think my favorite is probably, in the first one, I feel like my favorite number is probably the first time that they perform together mm-hmm. under Dolores. So they sing, um, is it, I don't think they sing My Guy first. I think they sing, or My God, their their version no, is My God. That's the second that's time the second they one. perform. What do they sing first? They sing, um, oh, maybe it's just the the choral piece. The choral, yeah. The, the, um, I can't think of the name of the song. I, I have it in my it's head, a, but it's yeah, like, I mean, it's a, Silent Regina, and that's a lot of clapping. Oh, yeah. That's the first one, right? Yeah. Um. It's so good because, they, again, they start it beautifully and how it is written. And then all of a sudden they start they clapping. They start having fun. And yeah. everybody in the audience or in the congregation, the audience, LOL, yeah. coming from the theater person, everybody in the congregation is like looking around like, I'm, and it, what? And people outside start hearing it. It's like, yes. hey, what's going on in there? Oh my and gosh, that's like, the best. Yeah, and they go in it's like. You can have fun in church. Yes. <laughs> and that, and that Dolores has a line about it. Yeah. yeah. She's like, because, um. Maggie Smith's character says something like, this is not a casino. This is not a, a whatever. She lists yeah. something and, um, or a bar or something. And, and she's like, yeah, maybe that's the problem. She's like, people like going to the casino. People like going to the bars. People don't like going to church, but we can change it. We can make it fun and we can make it fun for people to come to church. Mm. And what happens? People come in from off the street and the, the change in like the first church scene when there's like eight people in this huge and beautiful they're congregation and they're like our our church is falling apart yes and then to the end where the whole place is packed to the brim mm-hmm. with the pope included yeah, the pope the, <laughs> yeah that's something we didn't mention the pope shows up yes and so it's just so i mean like we we were talking about this after we finished the second movie it's just a feel good movie it is both of these movies there's not really a whole lot of drama. There's no politics. There's no nothing. There's no real negativity. It's just a feel good. Even except for all the shooting and the mob. Well, <laughs> it, that's the first one. Yeah. I said, and there's, yeah. But it's just a feel good movie. It is. It's just. Because even if there are hardships, like in the second one, they, he, they go to an inner city school and they have to deal with all the stuff that comes with that, you yeah. know? And even with that, they're shown that we can make a difference in these kids' yeah. lives and we can make it a little bit better regardless of what they're going through, you know? Um, so I thought that was really cool. I'm excited to get into the second one. But I have just a couple of fun facts about the first one before we move on. Um, okay. <laughs> this might be my favorite fun fact of all. Because many scenes were shot in Reno, 
A lot of stuff was shot in Reno. Okay. This is for the first one. The cast members would often just stay in their nun outfits and wander off the set to pull pranks at the casinos, <laughs> bars, clubs, <laughs> and strip clubs. Just oh, in just, their nun outfits. Wow, that's funny. Um, Kathy Najimy and Wendy McKenna, who played mm-hmm. Sister Mary Robert, tell a story that they once ordered wine and french fries to their hotel room and answered the door in their nun outfits while loud porn was playing on the TV just to mess with the hotel staff. That is ridiculous. <laughs> oh my gosh. Died you know laughing. The person that brought up that room service has a story to this day. He was like, For the rest of his life. You will never believe the weird things that I've encountered working as oh my gosh. at a hotel. And I'm wondering, maybe not Wendy McKenna, but I'm wondering if he was like, is that, I wonder if he clocked her. If he was like, is that Kathy Najimy? Or if he was like, are these two nuns like drinking wine and like watching this? Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) Um, So I just thought that was so funny. Okay. This is what is so crazy. I talked so much about how well written these movies were as we were watching. And I was like, oh my gosh, these lines are so good and so well written. So um, the screenwriter was a man by the name of Paul Rudnick. And he's written a bunch of plays and stuff that I um, am familiar with. He wrote the original script back in 1987. And that is back when Bette Midler was supposed to be cast as Dolores. Okay. Okay. After Midler left the project, which I don't know why. Is that Bette Midler? I always get her and... Well, Bette... Hello, Dolly. Or is that Bette Midler? That is also Bette Midler, but I don't think she was Hello Dolly in the movie. Who's the other... Isn't there another redhead Jewish girl that sings that I always Barbara get... Streisand? Barbara Streisand. Got I always it. get them confused. I don't know which one... Okay, so Bette Midler was in Hocus Pocus with Kathy Ah, okay. Which would have been hilarious. That would have been funny. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so this was uh, back when Bette Midler was supposed to be cast. So after Midler left the project, the script under, underwent several rewrites, okay, by different screenwriters, including Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher did a lot of writing. She, 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 she I, I believe she did a lot of uncredited writing. Yeah, too. she helped write this. And she was uncredited because if we would have seen her in the credits, we would have been like, what? Yeah. Um, so because, she helped write this. Uh, there's a 30 Rock episode. Um sort of about that okay carrie fisher plays a a writer who did a lot of writing and didn't get credit for it oh okay and gotcha in the show in the show um also screenwriters that helped with this script um other than carrie fisher eleanor bergstein who i'm not familiar with jim cash jack epps jr i don't recognize those names nancy myers who wrote a ton of um, books and screenplays and stuff, too. She also wrote The Holiday. Okay. Um, which is which one we've of done your favorite. An, yeah, oh, yeah, one of my faves. We've done an episode on it. Nancy Myers. Um, she, what books did she write? She, I, like, love her style of writing. Um, I think she also did another movie that I love, and I can't remember now. Hang on. Do, 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 do. She wrote Something's Gotta Give... The Holiday. Oh, The Parent Trap. That's what she wrote. Ah, uh, okay. Yep, that's what I knew her from. Um, anyway, so she helped write the screenplay. And Robert Harling. Robert Harling wrote Steel Magnolias. Oh. He wrote the play first, 
And then he wrote the screenplay for the movie and he helped write this. And I'm like, no wonder I love the writing. So many like good people helped write this script. I just thought that was so, so cool. Um, okay, so a couple more fun facts and then we're going to move on. Actually, just two more. Um, the Rolling Stone magazine cover from the end credits. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. That was real. That was an actual Rolling Stone cover. Of Whoopi Goldberg? Yeah. Yeah, that was real. Cool. Isn't that cool? Um, I mean, she won a Grammy. Do you remember? She in... got it. That's another. Who, thir- Whoopi Goldberg? Yeah, that's another 30 Iraq uh, <laughs> episode. Oh, there you go. Because Tracy Jordan wants to EGOT, and so he goes to talk to somebody that he knows that EGOT, and it's Whoopi Goldberg. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. It's a daytime Emmy, but it still counts. Still counts, for sure. That's what she says. Um, Okay, I don't know if you remember this, but I think we both laughed at it. Sister Mary Lazarus, during the My God number, Mm -hmm. turns the wrong way. Do you remember this? Yes. Okay. Not scripted. Not scripted. Yeah, she looks like she genuinely got upset. She looks right at the camera. <laughs> yeah, she 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 looks like she thinks everybody else messed up, yeah. but then she realizes that everybody else did opposite of what she did. Yes. So she's like, like and the fact, you can see it in her face. And the fact that they kept it in is perfect because yes. it is totally something in that her, her character, character would do. Absolutely. And so it says. Um, Sister Lazarus has a solo and she sings, as a matter of fact, during that mm-hmm. part. I thought, I feel like that was a really good impression. Um, after that, all the nuns turn to their left and she turns to her right by mistake and then turns to her left and joins the rest of them, singing and looking directly into the camera as if she knew she messed up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, bless her heart. I just love her so much. Um, okay, and then everything else we had already talked about. So are we moving on to the second one? Yeah, so the second one real quick. Uh, I'll just give you a brief synopsis. Um, Dolores is asked to come help, uh, by the nuns, asked to come help at a school that they're now working at, um, St. Francis Academy, or high school. High school, or, yeah. Yeah, St. Francis High School, um, which is, uh, like we mentioned earlier, it's in the inner city, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, rough neighborhood, um, and she, uh, is going to be the new music teacher. Yes. And try to, and again, the school is failing. They're talking about closing the school down. It's essentially the same plot as the first one, except a school instead of a church. Yes. And, (laughs) um, they're going to shut the school down and then they find out that the school used to be like when this all state choir competition they would win it every single year Mm -hmm. um and then of course they stopped um and so they find that out and so they decide that they're gonna turn the music class into a choir yes and compete and it's about these kids not wanting to do it right from the inner city they like rap and stuff like that and so they all have their own problems too like there's one that has a job at night and so he's always always sleeping sleeping, in class because he has a job and um, Lauren Hill's character. Yes, Lauren Hill is in this. We were going to talk about the little additions to this cast in a minute, but you know, she has a mom that is not necessarily very supportive <laughs> and, um, you know, they all have their own issues. Um, but sister Mary Clarence just has to get through to them and turns out the way to get through to them is through music because they already all love music, whether it's rap or dance or singing or everything i mean she puts everything together and creates a really amazing choir Mm -hmm. and she does the same thing that she does with 
the nuns in the first movie where, for example, in the first movie, she brings this huge, big, powerful voice out of Sister Mary Robert, even though she started like as a whisper. She was like the tiniest, teeniest little mousy voice ever. And then she got turned into this like powerhouse singer. And that happens in this one as mm-hmm. well, you know? Um, so let's talk about the added cast for this one real quick. Um, like we said, we mentioned Lauren Hill is in this. Obviously, um, she is in the group, the uh, Fugees, mm-hmm. um, with uh, Wyclef Jean. Um, and there's another guy, and I cannot remember his name. She also was a... Um, she was a solo artist A as solo well, artist but as well. They, they started in, in the Fugees. Okay. Um, beautiful voice. Yeah, beautiful voice. Um who else do we have? Jennifer Love Hewitt. Jennifer Love Hewitt plays one. Uh, she plays Margaret. She's uh, one of the students. And she's um, such a baby in this. She's so young, but she's so pretty. The let, Let's talk about the um, uh, Father Maurice. Mm-hmm. Um, he's played by Bernard Hughes, who was in The Lost Boys. He was in Doc Hollywood. He was in the 1982 Tron. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, then Mr. Crisp, who is the school administrator, yes. who is the, pretty much the bad guy in this movie. I've seen him before, for um, sure. James Coburn. He was in a lot of westerns. He was in The Magnificent Seven. He was in The Great Escape with Steve McQueen. He was in Charade with Audrey Hepburn and Cary Grant. Okay. Um, he was in Cross of Iron. Uh, lot, a lot of uh, older western stuff, um, huh. it appears. That's cool. Uh, but he very, very uh, long career. Nice. Um, um, I also want to shout out Alana Ubach, I think is how you pronounce her last name. Um, she plays Maria, one of the students in the choir. Um, but I'm obsessed with her. I feel like this might be one of the first things that she has ever done. I don't know if it is the first but as she gets older, she goes on to be in Legally Blonde. She plays Serena in Legally Blonde. And I'm so obsessed with her. She also, she did a bunch of stuff in between. But she also played um, Cassie and, oh my gosh, what's her name? Cassie and, oh, this is going to kill me. Um, Maud Apatow's <laughs> character. Um, played her mom in Euphoria. Susie. No. I'm looking at it right now. It says Susie. Oh, she played Susie in, yes. in Euphoria. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of Maude Apatow's character's name. Oh. Because she played her mom. Oh, okay. Um, but I can't remember what her name is. Anyway, um, I love her so much. And I was so excited because I completely forgot that she was in this. And she's super young in it as well. Um, she yeah. also has a really good uh, voice. Yes, yeah. Like an old, old-fashioned, vintage kind of voice. I loved it. Um, we also have... Uh, Michael Jeter um, in this. He plays um, Father Ignatius. Okay. Um, he's, he was, he's like, he's not in it enough for him to say, for me to say that he's my favorite character in it, but he's like the new Sister Mary Lazarus in mm. this movie for me. He's, he's the one that says the silly things and acts kind of goofy. Um, we've also talked about him before. He was in uh, Jurassic Park 3. No he, way! He played Udeski. He, with the, he was one of the contractor guys that had the phone 
in the third one yeah. in the plane. Yeah, he gets eaten in the phone. Yeah. Yeah, he was also in The Green Mile. Oh um, my gosh, yeah. He's, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Passed away in 2003. Oh man. Uh, I wanted to ask, is Mary Wick still alive? I'm sure not. She is not. She died in 95. Oh wow, so... so two years after this movie came Yeah, yeah. goodness gracious. Um, I... Uh, I have one more. Oh yeah, go ahead. Um, Cheryl Lee Ralph plays Lauren Hill's mom, um, Florence Watson. Oh yeah, I've um, seen her and stuff. Yeah, she was in Moesha, um... She was a voice in the Oliver and Company movies. Cool. Um, she was in the live-action Flintstones movies. She is currently... I mean, she's been in a lot of stuff recently. Um, yeah, what do I know her from? I don't know. I'm going to have to figure it out. Looking um, through some stuff real quick. I don't necessarily see what I think you would know her from. Yeah. Oh, she was in... Oh, no, that's just an episode, looks like. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, cool. I feel, I, I feel like the casting for her... Being Lauren Hill's mom, I thought it was spot on. So good. I also thought she did a, a fantastic job in her role. Yes. It's so it's like so believable. It's like sure, yeah, 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 absolutely. I you, mean, you understand where she's coming from, but you also are like ah, frustrated, frustrated with her. Well, she, it's like the typical, it it's the typical parental trope in these movies that are like, my mom yeah. doesn't understand me. I just want to sing. It's a weird one. Yeah, it's a weird one for it to be though. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's always weird. It's like, oh, no, I want a skateboard or something <laughs> yeah. like that. And it's like, I just want to sing at school and choir yeah. because that's a class that I have. <laughs> and she's like, no. That's so true. Forget like, that class. This is on my schedule and it is for a grade. <laughs> it's for a grade, mom. You want me to fail? Yeah. Um, I never quite understood that. That's but so I, true. I thought she played it perfectly. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, okay. Since we just um, talked about the kids, who's your favorite kid? Um, I mean, I like Frank A. Okay. But I also like Sketch and Amal. Sketch is my fave! But then, like, I like the girls, too. I like yeah. uh, Maria. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I like Lauren Hill's character. Yeah, me too. What's her name? Uh, Rita. Rita Watson. Yep. Um... I mean, I think all the kids really, even the ones that you don't see a lot of. Yeah. They all, like, and it just it just feels like they all kind of, like, there was a lot of camaraderie. It just feels like they all clicked. I definitely. Whether or not that's true or not, I have no idea. But on screen, it looks like they all were, like, friends. And I feel like at that age, it's not something that you can really fake. I feel like all of those kids, at least I hope, that they all were friends with each other in real life. Like, hung out with each other on and off set kind of a thing. Um, cause you're right. There is that chemistry and that camaraderie between the whole group. I really, really love the sketch is definitely my favorite for sure. Um, and then I also love, I do love Amal and I love his whole arc during Oh Happy Day. Remember? Mm-hmm. Oh Happy Day. Oh Happy Day. Yeah. So good. So good. Fun fact. Just because you, you mentioned Oh Happy Day sure. and it's a fun fact about that. Uh, the famed high note. Yes. Performed by Ryan Toby, Amal, uh-huh. during the Oh Happy Day, is an E natural high. It's one of the highest and toughest notes to hit for singers and vocalists. And he was 16. So that was his at, voice? Yeah, during the shooting of this movie. Wow. So he, it was actually him. That's amazing. And I love the reactions to it, too. Everybody. Whoopi Goldberg turns around. I, like. I don't know that anybody else knew. I like to think that... <laughs> 
the note was different on paper, and he yeah. just like, I've been practicing this, and I know I can do this. And that was straight up Whoopi Goldberg tournament, like, what the what? Like, I would love for that to I'm be I'm sure true. it's not, but I, that's what... In, that's what's canon in my head. Yes, I love that so much. No, Oh Happy Day is definitely... that's the. It's the same feeling as when the choir and the mm-hmm. first movie first performed. It's that yeah. first performance thing where, like, you know, you see the, the faces of the audience being like, oh my gosh, they're actually really good. And you see the faces of the choir getting more and more confident, mm-hmm. being like, okay, maybe we can do this. Yeah. You know, like, it's just, it's very, very cool. Um, I'm going to pepper in fun facts as we go along. With yeah, this. yeah, yeah. I only um, have a couple more notes. Yeah, so Whoopi Goldberg's daughter, Alex Martin, appears in this movie. Fun. She's one of the children in the classroom. Um, oh. When, yeah. Um, when she first gets there, she says the yo mama joke about uh, your mama's so fat she sat on a rainbow and Skittles popped out. Yeah, that's Whoopi Goldberg's uh, And And her daughter. mom is in the room. Yeah. <laughs> her mama is there. <laughs> That's really funny. That's so fun. Um, oh, okay, yeah, you told me your favorite kid. Um, mine is definitely Sketch. And then my favorite number is definitely Joyful Joyful. Oh, Has yeah. To be. The, yeah. Has to be. It is, 100%. Because, again, Oh, Happy Day is a great scene. It's, it's a, a great, great scene. performance, for sure. The Joyful Joyful, especially like we mentioned earlier, Unmatched. after seeing the very... Um, precise and perfectly sung version a few minutes before from the other school from the other school yeah and to see this just way more fun and like the build is so yeah. good and um and like last minute how how the stage manager was like your teacher says to take off your robes and they're all just in their normal clothes yeah, instead of yeah. the robes um i thought was a really really nice touch Ah, uh, it's just so good so there's uh the scene when they're all on the basketball court and rita starts rapping yeah. You know, towards the beginning, yeah, right yeah, yeah. after they all leave. Um, all that rapping was Warren Hill improvising. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yes? <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut that in post. No, I I was just waiting for you to continue because you said um, so I thought, I thought you, you were. Had something to say. Oh no no no! I was just looking was over my notes. To, yeah, I was waiting for you to go on with your notes. Oh okay. Um. Well, in that all that was weird dead air. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. Um, in all caps, one of my notes is the voices because oh, yeah. they, obviously in the first movie they have beautiful voices for sure, but there's something about the kids mm-hmm. in this movie a because they're kids mm-hmm. and like listening to kids sing well is just gets me just there's gets also me. there's also a few more of them too i think yeah so i think it's a little bit fuller but it song. also like and there's substantially more guys yes which i mean the ladies they had their bass and stuff too but sure. there's an uh, a range that men bring in that just kind of build the fuller sound okay gotcha gotcha I mean, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. And I just, the, the power behind these kids' voices, I mean, I keep calling them kids. They're not kids. They're like teenagers and up because I'm sure they weren't all 17, 18 while filming this in real life. Yeah. However, it's just the, the power behind all of them. Like we were saying, Amal's voice is beautiful once it's brought out of him. 
his voice is so good. And then obviously we knew that Lauren Hill was going to be amazing because she has such a strong, beautiful, beautiful voice. Her friend? I don't even know her name. Do you remember her? Uh, which one's friend? Lauren Hill's friend. With the oh, short hair. Yeah, I don't know, but man, she, she could sing. sing. Oh my gosh. She op- like she is ha- voice of an angel. Voice of an angel. Everybody. And like we were saying, Alana Ubach or Ubach or whatever her name was, Maria, has a very distinct, like almost Judy Garlandy type of voice, like an old fashioned kind of voice, but she's got power behind it too. Like it's just it was just so, so good vocally. I just wanted to like shout that out. Um I think that might have been all my notes, so I'm ready for your fun facts. So there's a couple of uh fathers that are introduced in there. We mentioned Father Ignatius and uh, Father Superior. Um, or is that what it was? Father Superior? No, Mother Superior is father, the mother. I don't know if the father's called the father, same thing. Yeah, anywho. Uh, the, there's another one, Father Wolfgang, who's the chef. That's right. Um, he's German? He's And he's German in real life. Oh. Um, he's played by Thomas Gottschalk. Um, and he's a famous television host in Germany. Love and it. he appeared as a consequence of Whoopi Goldberg losing a bet on his game show. <gasps> what? Mm-hmm. Wait, Whoopi Goldberg lost a bet, so he had to be in the movie. That was the bet. Yeah, it was. It was uh, on his game show. Whoopi Goldberg was on his game show. Yeah. And he, she lost, and I guess they had a bet, and he, uh, she put him in her next movie or whatever it was. I don't that's know. That's pretty funny. Um, let's see, any other good ones? Uh. Oh, I do have, uh, I did not write this down, but we talked last week about your favorite dance move. Oh, yes, my favorite dance move. Um, I'm going to try my best to put a clip of it on our Instagram this week. We'll see if I am successful. But, um, for those of you at home, they, it's the dance move they do in Joyful Joyful when it's, when it's they, the breakdown. It's the breakdown, and it's an aerial shot looking down. What have you done for him lately? Bum, ba, dum, bum. That's, it's that. It's the hand movement thing. They Golf. got one hand. Oh, crap. I just <laughs> smacked the mic right into my mouth. Um, it, they have, like, one hand in front, like, on their chest or stomach, and then the other hand is behind them, and they're, like, they're flapping like flipping it, it up and down like it's a, a whale tail. And I love this description. Step moving forward. And yeah, it's like a step, it's, touch, it's, step, touch. It's it's so my favorite good. dance. It's the best dance ever. And I remember watching you do this for the first time. I think we were talking about this movie, and you were like, "Oh yeah, and joyful, joyful." When they do this, and I had such a visceral memory of like all the kids doing it, and I was like, "I love this man. I love this man." It was so good and now he does it all over the apartment and it makes me laugh so much it is just such a good move it's how i get to it's how i get around it's how you get around (laughs) it is so good it is a great dance move it takes twice as long to get anywhere but i have more fun (laughs) i just wanted to shout out your um your signature move real quick any other fun facts for me um no i think that's about it this was the first movie of uh lauren hill's career Oh, cool. Um, she was in other movies? I'm, I'm sure she I was. I guess so. Um, That's cool. And actually, the way that was that um, fun fact was written made it seem like um, 
she was in this before she was in the Fugees. Huh. Maybe. So. That's cool. I don't know when she um, joined the Fugees, but. Um, yeah. Nice. Are you ready for some triv? Let's do some triv. I'm pretty excited. Um. Oh, hold on. Oh, sure. We watched these movies on Disney Plus. Yes, Disney Plus. That's where uh, both of these are on Disney Plus. Because these are Disney um, movies. They are Disney movies. Mm-hmm. So yep. you know they're going to be good. Yeah, exactly. They're 90s Disney movies, so you know they're going to be yeah, probably the best. Peak Disney, peak honestly. Disney. Honestly. Um, okay, so trivia is kind of straightforward this week. Um, we've got first section, regular trivia about both movies, and then second section... Name that none. <laughs> oh, we should have. Although I do have a question about them. Okay. Um, but I totally should have done that. Anyway, the second section has um, something to do with quotes, but it is okay. very specific, so we'll get to it when we get to it. Um, all right. Question number one, regular trivia. In which city does the first scene of the first movie take place? The first scene of the first movie. Was the first scene a flashback? Mm. It's in Reno then. The it's in Reno. in Reno. The answer okay. is Reno. Yes. Because I know there was a flashback of her as a oh, kid. Oh, the flashback might have been before I, Reno. I want to say, yeah, I want to say that was before, but I don't remember where it was. I don't know if it's set. Yeah. It was probably the, that the flashback was definitely before Reno, but Reno was the correct que- uh, answer that I was looking for. Okay. So good job. <laughs> okay. Number two, please name three sisters. Not including Sister Mary Clarence. Oh, those sisters. I was going to say Sister Act, Sister Act 2, and Sister Sister. <laughs> sister Sister. Um, sister Christian and... Oh, um, yeah. Ooh, sister... Nice. Thank you. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of sisters. Uh, sister Mary Lazarus. Correct. Sister... Um, Mother Superior. She's technically still a sister. You could count her, sure. Um, sister Mary Patrick. Yes, good. And I mean that's three. Yes. But what, what's McKenna's? Mm-hmm. Uh, Margaret. Give you sister. Very. Mar- uh, not really Mary, close. Mary Margaret. Is there a Mary Margaret? Probably. <laughs> but know. but not. That's not who. Um she is and it's sister mary something sister mary starts with an r sister mary roberts yeah robert robert yeah sister mary robert yeah very good very good okay number three what are two songs from dolores's act in reno that she incorporates into the choir this is the first movie. Um, my guy. Good. Um, I don't know. I can give you a hint, and it'll give it to you in two seconds. Yeah. I sing it in Midsummer. Oh, yeah. I don't remember what it is. They say um, it over and over. I will follow him. Yeah. He may go. No, you you just said it, babe. You just said it. Follow him. I will follow him. I will follow him. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, good job. Um, okay, number four. What is the name of the choir's piano player? She screams it the she whole movie. She screams it the whole movie. Sister Mary Margaret. It's not a Mary. It's, it's sister. Mary. It's sister, sister something. If I give you the first Elizabeth? letter. No. Sister. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It starts with an A. An A. Agatha? No. Abigail. Mm-hmm. Sister. Alma. Alma. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that. Or she says, Alma. She screams it. Turn up your speaker or whatever. What did she say? Turn up the volume or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Or change your battery. (laughs) Change your battery. (laughs) And she's so sweet. That little piano player. Mm -hmm. She's just happy to be there. she's in the second one too. Yes, she's just smiling away. I just love her. Um, Okay, number five. Oh, I think we set this. Uh, This is into the second movie now. What is the name of the school at which the nuns are teachers? St. Francis High School. Yep. Good job. Number six. Where do the students go on their first field trip? I mean, I got to guess it's like a a retirement community or something like that because it's just a bunch of elderly people. Yeah, correct. Very good. Number seven. Please put these performances in order. This is the second movie. Okay. Oh, happy day. Joyful, joyful. Get up off of that thing. Ball of confusion. Ball of confusion. Ball of confusion. I never in a million years knew that's what that said. Me neither. I thought it said join the future. I thought it was something about the future too. Ball of confusion. Wow. Um, okay. That's a lot that I'm having to keep in my mind. Sure. What were they again? Um, so let's go. I I will say them all together, but just think about which one of these came first. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, happy day. Joyful, joyful. Get up off of that thing. Ball of confusion. All right. Ball of confusion. Correct. Was first. Correct. Very good. Um. The next one. I'm trying to think if. I think it's joyful, joyful. I can't remember if they, because what was the third one you said? Um, the three that you have left are oh happy day. Joyful, joyful, and get up off of that thing. Joyful, joyful was last. Correct. Um, I can't remember. Get up off of that thing was when they're trying to raise money. Correct. To go to the competition, right? Right. So, yeah, it's got to be uh, Oh Happy Day and then that one. Yes, good job. Okay. Very nice. So, Ball of Confusion, Oh Happy Day, get up off of that thing, Joyful, Ball joyful. of Confusion. Never would have. No, me neither. Me neither. I've been singing Join the Future. I, I thought it was something about the future. I just never... And also, is it a song that they came up with? Or is I it a real no song? I have no idea. It might be a real song. It's the only time I've ever heard it, I think. Yeah, same. Um, okay, last question in this section, number eight. 
Which two students over here that Dolores has an act in Vegas at the end? Oh, Maria and Franke. Good job. I that really quick. I'm sorry you, you guys. Did. I didn't give you all any chance, but I knew that one. I love I that, that because really they quick. they break the fourth wall at the end. Yeah, um, they look dead at the camera. Yeah, because the nuns walk through after the performance and they're like, I don't know how, uh, I don't know how Dolores does this in Vegas every night. I'm I'm just so full of nerves or something like that. And Maria and Frank K come in. They're not even in the frame. They, no, come, they come into in the frame. From the side. They go, <laughs> Vegas, and, and they look. look right at the camera right at the camera oh my gosh it's amazing I love that so much and I'm so glad that they chose those two to do it mm-hmm. they just had really good faces yeah. you know um, very good okay moving on to the next section the next and final section <clears throat> I have for you Dolores Van Quotier <laughs> <laughs> oh um, so what that means is um, I guess I'm, I gotta match the quote to the person. Well, no. Or finish the quote. Normally, normally that's what our quote games are. This one is all of these quotes are by Dolores. Okay. You're gonna have to tell me who she's talking to. Ooh, wow, that's stuff. This is spanning both movies, I'm assuming. Both movies, yeah, and in no particular order. So these could be okay from the first movie or the second movie. Okay, number one. Um, the first person says, what if I forget the words? And Dolores replies, well, you're going to go straight to hell. Uh, that's, uh, it's the one that's not a sister yet. Sister. Yeah. Mary Robert. Mary Robert. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. You got it. Number two, people like go, oh, can't believe I did this. I talked about this. She said, Dolores says, people like going to theaters and they like going to casinos, but they don't like coming to church. Why? Because it's a drag, but we could change all that. She's talking to the most superior. Yeah. Good job. Number three. If you wake up in the morning and you can't think about anything but singing, then you should be a singer. She's talking to uh, Rita. Very nice. Very good. Number four. Because, of course, your friends are going to dictate your actions through the rest of your lives. And I wouldn't want you to step away from them and become an individual. That would almost be too much. Mm. I love that line. Yeah. Say it again. Because, of course, your friends are going to dictate your actions through the rest of your lives. And I wouldn't want you to step away from them and become an individual. That would almost be too much. She's talking to all the kids, right? Or is she yeah, talking but she's, to... it's in response to something someone specifically said. This person said something like... Um, it's the glasses? Taking off the glasses? No, it's the... Um, this person says something like, uh, we, can't, we can't sing anything weird, all right? I got a reputation or something oh, like that. Oh, sketch. Yeah. Yeah, good. Good job. Number five. You can call me anything you want as long as you keep me alive. Uh, she's talking to the lieutenant. The, nice. The police. Yes. I thought I was going to trip you up. I thought you were going to think that she was talking to one of the nuns yeah. about calling her sister Mary Clarence. Um, but it is. Yeah. Eddie, the cop says, um, can I call you Dolores? Cause they're like, she, she, he goes, Hey Dolores, wait, can I call you Dolores? She's like, you can call me anything you want as long as you keep me alive. But I thought I was going to trip you up. Mm. But yeah, but I didn't. Not today. Not today. All right, two more. Um, is it? Yeah. Um, 
a little lonely out on that limb by yourself? I'm talking to Rita again. Yeah, nice. Um, last one. Everybody wants to be close to God. I'm just not sure you can do it vocally. Oh, she's talking to um, Sister Mary Patrick. Yeah. Yeah. Good Catherine job. Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another really, really good line, too. <laughs> because in the beginning, Kathy and Jimmy has like the loudest, most operatic, powerful voice. And again, it's a great voice, but she just doesn't know how to blend yeah. yet. And so you only hear her. And she's singing like five octaves higher than everybody else is singing. So that's just a really good line. Um, nice. You killed it, babe. Yeah. You killed it. Um, well, folks, that is the end of our discussion on Sister Act and Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. Sister Act 2, Electric Boogaloo. Catch um, these two movies on Disney+. Plus. Yes. Um, definitely, if you're having a bad day, watch these. And you're, For real. You'll be feeling better. It's so good. Um, it is so good. Yeah, they're just feel-good movies. Yes. Um, speaking of feel-good movies, hopefully... Oh, I think so. Okay, good. I just smacked the crap out of the microphone again. I'm sorry, You're just guys. manhandling the mic um, today. Sorry for those earbud listeners <laughs> if that is bad. Um, yes, so I've been trying to convince you to watch this movie with me for years at this point. Yeah, and I feel like you're not alone because I feel like my dad has also, um, if I'm thinking of the same one. This movie we're doing next week uh, could become one of two different series potentially <laughs> yeah um, depending on how she enjoys this one we may add another movie and we wanted to do something to kind of kick off the summertime yeah so this is kind of a summer campy movie um definitely involves a camp um this is by wes anderson it's called moonrise kingdom and if you haven't seen it Please give it a watch um, before you listen to this episode, uh, because like most of our episodes, we there's going to be spoilers. And for sure, this is just such a good movie that I think you should um, check out before you listen to next week. Um, not sure where you could find it. Yeah, we'll have to figure uh, it out. I'll figure that out. Maybe we can post where you can watch this. Yeah, totally. Um, this could potentially become uh, a Wes Anderson series. Series because there's another movie that. If she enjoys Moonrise Kingdom now that we may add, um, that I mentioned earlier, uh, Wes Anderson also did the Grand Budapest Hotel, which is another one that I've been trying to get her to watch for years. Who from this movie was in that one? I know we Uh, talked about it. Harvey Keitel. Yes, yes, yes. Um, And it's another one that's just really good. He just has such a unique film style. Yeah. And and it's just, it's such a good movie. Uh, Please, if y'all can... Give it a watch before next week's episode. Um, but I'm excited. Yeah, definitely come back and, and check that episode out. I'm excited. I have seen pictures and I know the, the story behind it, but I've never actually seen the movie. But you're right. Wes Anderson does have a very specific style. Yes. And so I'm excited to, to get into it next week. Um, don't forget, after next week, we will be starting our um June series and yes we will uh, be saying it like that every time yeah get used to that <laughs> for the next five weeks four weeks whatever um and we're gonna be doing um some horror movies it's it's Halloween in June love it um, Juneween I, I Juneween I invented it <laughs> um we're gonna try to do uh I got a couple ideas for some newer ones that are kind of silly that most people will probably get a kick out of 
Um, and then I, I, there's definitely a couple of uh, classics that I would like to um, bring in. So uh, be on the lookout for that coming up in June. Yikes. Yikes and yay at the no, same time. <laughs> I, and, I, and I'm going to try to not do like... Crazy. Super scary. Like, yeah, I, I trust it's you. It's not going to be Texas Chainsaw. Well, yeah. It's going to be lighter fare than that. Oh, good. Well, yeah, because, I mean, A, we've already done Texas Chainsaw, which means yes. if it's anything lighter than that, then I'll be able to handle it. Yes, exactly. Amazing. So it'll be lighter fare than that. Because Texas Chainsaw freaked me out. <laughs> kind of messed just me up for a bit. Till, just wait till we get into the rest of those movies, because I do still want to do that. No, thank you. <laughs> but we'll talk about it. Um, but I am I am very excited for June, if nothing else, but to just keep saying it like that. There's there's a Texas Chainsaw with Matthew McConaughey. What? And, Shut and, up. And, uh, ooh, what's her name? I don't know. What's her name? I don't know. Julie Roberts. No, 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 Blonde. Uh, Marilyn Monroe. No, <laughs> you think Matthew McConaughey <laughs> and oh, Marilyn she's in the Monroe? Movie with him. Yes. Um, I don't know, Kate Hudson. Oh no, it's not Kate Hudson. It's it's very much Kate Bosworth. Kate. No, 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 no. It's um, like Cameron Diaz. Um, I'm thinking of blondes. What was the girl in um? Uh, it's, I'm completely blanking. Um, what was she in? She was in that uh, Bridget Jones. Oh, Renee Zellweger. Yeah, I think so. I Wait, think no, it's Bridget Jones. Yeah, Matthew Renee McConaughey Zellweger. and Renee Zellweger. In a Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, yeah, it's Renee Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey. Holy guacamole! That's Texas Chainsaw. Massacre the next generation. Two Texas, two, two chainsaw. <laughs> no, this is like five Texas, six chainsaw, something like that. Um. Okay. Well, I'm back in. That's that's enticing to me. Okay. We we will I talk mean, you have to get through. I think two movies to get to that one. But... I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we can pepper them in. We can't watch them all at once. But anyway, um, stay tuned for that in June because I'm very excited for it. Um. But uh, be excited for Moonrise Kingdom next week because I sure am. And in the meantime, follow us on our Instagram at the Magic Fandom Podcast. Um, I'm going to be a lot better about posting behind the scenes photos because I kind of dropped the ball on that because I'm all about posting on stories because those are more like, what's it called? Urgent? Or I, I get that, but I never look at those. I yeah. look at like zero people's. Okay, but a lot of people look on stories. Okay. Um, but I am going to be better about posting like actual posts as I, well. I don't do social media. Yeah. Well, which is at all, really. Which is why you're in charge of this. I'm in charge of social media. Um, okay, so anyways, follow us over there if you haven't already. We're gonna be posting a lot of fun stuff over there. Um, other than that, do you have anything else? I don't have nothing else. All right, y'all. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Bye-bye now, y'all. Bye.